Uh, welcome back to our podcast number 20 for the Certified Bucket Boys podcast. Uh, oh yeah, this is a 2020 podcast, Mark, which is what I'm hearing is when things blow up. So we're most likely going to be on the front page of podcasts on Spotify once this goes up. So I hear. So I hear. Um, so we'll be talking about that next week in our, and how, how the week's gone. But for this week, how things gone for you, Tom? We'll be wrapping up with how the fame's been treating us. Yeah, um, yeah no, week's been been okay. Uh, starting to get starting to get a little bored. Um, just heard just heard from Iaka. It's episode twenty one. So no, it's not because the last episode we uploaded, the photo was nineteen. So we just need. We, I think I think what we need for twenty twenty four ins. You know how they do ins and outs. Ins. We need a better producer. Anyway, my week, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone all right. I'm, I'm a bit bored, which I've never really been bored on holidays before, but I just, yeah, I don't, I just don't really know what to do with myself. Like, Cause you're the only one on holiday. Yeah. But I feel like I've had that before though, but I don't know. I, I kind of just feel, I feel ready to go back to work. Hmm. It's surprising as that sounds. Nah, no, yeah, I still, I still keep myself busy, like doing some things, you know, like gym and whatnot. But I don't know, just kind of, kind of ready to go back. Um, since we last spoke, played golf twice. Uh, once at Hagley Park, and uh, started off all right, the front nine. Um, and then I went to Horada, which is an absolutely beautiful course. Again, started off really well on the front nine, but the back nine just, man. The the course has like a river going through it, and I lost so many balls in that river. And just just my like my short game, my chipping onto the green, like wedging, pitching onto the green, and my putting is just, fuck, it lets me down. There was one hole I got to the front of the green in two, mm. and then I pitched long, so I went over the green, then yeah, pitched onto the green, short. So it took me two pitches again to get onto the green, and they're like two putted. So it was a fucking nightmare. But um, yeah, it's a tough sport, eh? Real tough. And then I just I continued to watch TikToks teaching me how to have a better golf swing, but there's just too much information. So I'm not really yeah. sure it's actually helping me. It's tough. It's tough. Um, you got to focus on like one thing. That's what yeah. Tiger Woods said in that video. Yeah. But I just, I feel like there's there's more than one thing that I really need to fix. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. I mean, I think I might, what I might try to focus on for my one thing is just really keeping like a, my front arm nice and straight, close to the body, chest down, get a good back rotation, and we'll see how we go. I've heard, though, that it's hard to have a really good hip swing if you have like real bad like hip mobility, mm, which I do yeah. have. So, not making excuses, but you know, I always see a lot of stuff like when you uh, like when you hit, you're supposed to like feel like the power coming through your back leg. You know the way you sort of like, you know that video of Dak when he's like warming up and he's doing this oh, yeah, yeah. exercises. Yeah, that your shots supposed to sort of like look like that but when i hit oh, the ball man. like i feel like i can never tell that the anything's transferring through there yeah apparently you're supposed to be able to like feel that 
if you're hitting properly. Jeez, not me. So, so I hear. So you hear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ballot for me. What about yourself? Another big week on the courts. Uh. Yeah, not a whole lot for me either. I don't think. Oh yeah. I don't know what's happened. We got out for our first summer barbecue. We did on uh, Saturday. That was pretty exciting. Um, it was an absolute day for it. I think it was about thirty-two. Absolute scorcher down here in Christchurch. Yeah, it did get up there. Broke out the uh, broke out the barbecue for its first use. A few of the boys and the wahines around. Um, played some games. Played a game called Throw Throw Burrito. If you know it, you know it. Um, I'm not even going to try to explain it to the people that don't know it because it's, it's, it's hard to explain. If anyone uh, knows the game Spoons, it's like spoons, except instead of picking up spoons, you throw burritos at people. Yeah, these wee soft, soft plushy burritos. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good laugh, good laugh. Um, we played, played some cards, sung some... Some beverageinos. Um, oh, we played played a bit of golf in the backyard, front yard. I don't know. Just golf. with like a wee wee eight meter by three meter area. <laughs> it's pretty delicate. Pretty delicate. Um, other than that, not a whole lot has happened. I can't even remember what what the rest of the weekend entailed. Eh? Oh no, I played golf yesterday because it was Dad's birthday, so I took him out. Yeah. Took him out for golf. He absolutely fucking cooked me. Um, I thought I played all right, but the score said otherwise. I think a lot of shots were lost lost on the uh, lost on the green. Uh, the putting game's gone a bit uh, haywire. A lot of three putts. Um, so it's a bit disappointing. But yeah, other than that, not a lot's happening. Moving back into work this week. Hopefully, it picks up. Things aren't. Uh, very busy there at the moment, but looking for something to keep myself busy during the week, <laughs> and I need it to yeah. be work. So, yeah, that's about it for me. To be fair, nothing crazy. Fair. Pretty no, mellow. No, without social sports, you know, yeah, yeah, I know it is a bit, of, bit quiet without social sports. Yeah. Well, um. Moving on, we have the uh, the world famous, world renowned, certified, not certified. Um, so also looking for a sponsor there, by the way. So just you know, get at us. Like with all the thousands and thousands of views we get, surely somebody has a company to sponsor us. You know, somebody has to have a, a growing young company that needs some advertisement. I would love for it to be um, Jim's mowing. Just. Oh, I love to get sponsored by them. Um, Jim's That'd be good. Maybe um, a phone app. Oh, yeah, phone app. Raid Shadow Legends. They sponsor anybody. They do sponsor anybody. Anyway, Certified Not Certified brought to you by Bumble. Um, first question. Certified or not certified, getting drunk on a work night for no occasion. It's a tough one. I don't want to like shit on people having fun if they're if they're doing it for fun. 
if you if you're getting drunk on a work night because you hate your life, they're not certified. But if you're getting drunk on a work night with the boys for no occasion, then certified. Just personally, I hate a hangover at work, so I'm I'm not doing it. No, it's not the only reason I'm not doing it, but yeah. For that reason, I'm not doing it. But yeah, for the fun, for the fun and the culture, certified. For the culture. Yeah, for the culture. Um, for the New Zealand drinking culture, certified. Basically, how you touched on there, I, I would say my answer would be not certified because, yeah, I hate I hate to have a hangover at work and just nothing worse than like having a good night, having to get up real early the next day, just absolutely battle. And I feel like all your regrets and sorrows just wash away the fun you've had. So, yeah, that's why it's I the twenty-four on. hours after worth yeah. the six hours yeah. of fun. That's why I land on the not certified. Just you can just save it for the weekend. Easy as. Mm. Um, cost of living as well. You can't afford to drink yeah. this on a weeknight. Yeah, yeah. cost of living crisis. Yeah, save it for save it for the weekend. Not not you can't do it multiple. Um, following along with that, second question. Certified or not certified, announcing you are going dry for a month. It's like dry July. Yeah, dry or July. Or dry, dry on anything. Um, no, oh, no, we'll, 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 we'll take it as alcohol. So dry, <laughs> yeah, dry July, dry January, I've heard people say. Dry July. Um, wow, man, if it's for dry July, I'm going to say certified. Very alcoholic based theme here. Um, but I feel like this this also sort of ties in with uh, what about this possibly was the first ever certified, not certified, but doing the blackout on social media. Yeah. And telling people about it. Yeah. That we were all, yeah, that's a horrific move. Just don't do that. That's a not certified. But if, you, if you're doing a dry July for the right reasons, I'm around it. So I'll, I'll, I'll say with a, a certify on this one, just for the way it's worded. Yeah, see, I find this one tough as well because I feel like in some ways you could say certify because announcing it could make people hold you accountable. Um, you know, yeah. it could help, you know. But in saying that, I'm going to plant my flag on not certified because I hate when people announce stuff about themselves on social media outside of like you know like major life events like major life events that's all good because i want to know about that but like i don't want to hear about like somebody that's like 15th down on my follower lists <laughs> like i'm announcing that i'm going to be dry for january like or july you know like I, I don't care so that could be a big life moment for them you know <laughs> could be but i just don't want to hear about that kind of stuff uh Somebody doing the fuck was that thing at the moment called like hard seventy five or something like oh, that. Bro. Hard seventy five. Get that off your Facebook, eh? Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about any of that stuff. Also, not a big fan of people. Um, I feel like this ties in here. Um, people that. It, it sort of goes in line with hard 75. So Ehak has just said, what is hard 75? To explain to the people, it's like 75 days. You're supposed to like build like good habits or whatever. So you're supposed to like read books, take gold showers, work out, 
Um, it's more like your lifestyle rather than like a diet. If I'm, but you also diet too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm not wrong. Um, and what sort of ties in with that and the original question? I don't know why I've been seeing it a lot lately, but people like reading books or trying to do like a certain amount of books in a year, and then they like post it like like a monthly update or like at the end of the year they were like ah three short still did 27 though it's like don't give a shit you know yeah fucking congratulations karen all right you're too short of your 30 for the month you know yeah. I, I could not give a fuck eh? also Especially reading books. What's, what's the context what are the books you know was it 27 captain underpants because if you did that <laughs> like grow up honestly how did you not yeah. get to 30 that was um that was iconic so just to um let the listeners know, at the barbecue we mentioned on Saturday, we played um articulate, and one of the uh one of our mates, friend of the show, Adam, was on the other team, and somebody was trying to get them to guess, I believe Captain Cook. Yeah, it so, was Captain Cook. <laughs> yeah, so like they were saying something, and then they just no, said, like, Captain, Captain Captain Hook, one of the two. Oh, Captain Hook, yeah, because they talked about like Peter Pan. They were like, yeah, 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 and then they said Captain, and then like most people would say either Cook or Hook. And then they're like Captain and Adam, just like underpants. So, <laughs> real iconic. That's where his mind first went. Captain underpants. Must have just been uh, reading it. Three short for the year, though. Must have been three short. Yeah, old Adam. <laughs> Can't remember the last time I read a book. Probably the. <laughs> I think, I think it might have been the Benji Marshall autobiography in like year eleven. I don't think I've read a book since like they got rid of um, silent reading after lunch, whatever year that happened in. Hey, Huck, I'm your teacher. No, when I say book, like a like a, I've read journal articles and I've read research papers because obviously you have to at uni, but we don't. I don't count that as a book. You mean a novel? Do we count? Do we do we count that? No, you mean a novel. I mean, then I could just say last year I definitely hit my forty books for the month mark. You know, forty journal articles for the month. No, I haven't read like a yeah, haven't read a novel since forty textbooks ages ago. Yeah, 40 textbooks. Um, tell you what, I know the uh, the Ministry of Education book front and back, like the back of my hand. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, number three, certified or not certified, rooting against the team you support due to fantasy sports. I'm, as you know, like yourself, and Iyaka can agree with me here, we're all big Big, big, big fantasy sports players, you know, mm. NFL, NBA, uh, NRL, mm. the big three. Um, but I will never, never uh, go against my guys if I'm versing them in fantasy. You have both both the Lakers big two. Yeah, you know, when we versed, when we versed, it was the same week as the in-season t- tournament playoffs. And obviously, I'm rooting massively for the Lakers. I want LeBron and AD to like go off, even though it's going to hurt me in fantasy. So mm-hmm. I never, never back against the boys. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I completely agree. I I'll never never take fantasy over my favorite team. You know, there might be like some like my second favorite team. I don't even know what my second favorite team is. Massive Thunder fan at the moment, bandwagoner. But um, Cavs are probably always like around there because I love Darius Garland. But Thunder's you know, I might. Yeah, like I'll, I'll root against them for my fantasy players. But like my favorite team, like the Lakers, 
Um, I'll never, yeah, never root against them. Even like, I don't pay heaps of attention to NFL, but like, I still wouldn't root against the Browns for my fantasy team, you know? Yeah. So, I just feel like at that point, you're just a fake fan. Yeah, you are. If you care more about your fantasy team than a real life team, like the fantasy originates from real life, you know? Yeah. And if it, if it doesn't in that, in that sense for you, then do whatever you want. <laughs> I think what resonates here is the Thompson twins played each other yesterday or two days ago. might have been yesterday. And their brother was there. And they were like, oh, who do you want to win tonight? And so it was in Detroit. And he was like, ah, Detroit like really need a win. But like my ideal situation, when it just goes to unlimited overtimes. But Detroit need <laughs> the win. So we'll go Detroit. And that's how I see it with my guys in fantasy versus the Lakers. I want the Lakers to get a win in like eight overtimes, you know, so my guys just build up stats, but we still That's get a good answer. <laughs> Very good answer. Um, episode, uh, episode four. Question four certified or not certified mint chocolate? I'm not certified on it at all. Not a big mint guy in general. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, I have grown up and I do use mint toothpaste um, as of. My 21st birthday, I did swap over from the bubble gum. Um, I think that I actually got discontinued, so I had to grow up. So pretty tough times there. But yeah, not a big mint fan. Not, don't like mint, like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, yeah. Mint uh, mint chocolate, mint biscuits, mint chocolate biscuits. None yeah. of that. It's just like aggressive in your mouth as a flavor. I don't know if that's how I would describe it. Aggressive. I, um... Yeah, I completely agree. I'm really not certified. I hate, hate mint and chocolate. Um, when you brought up toothpaste, I thought you would go along the lines of saying that mint chocolate just tastes like chocolate toothpaste. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to go. But um, like mint slices, can't do it. Mint chocolate ice cream, yeah, can't do it. Um, Whitakers do like a, I think it's like a dark chocolate with like mint in it. Yeah, no, that's that's criminal. That stuff's disgusting, man. And like, I feel like, like Nina loves mint chocolate, and this is kind of where this come from because we always talk about it. Like, we'll buy if somebody buys that chocolate or buys a snack or something, you know, the other person will dig into it. But I feel mm. like anytime it's her time to buy something, she always buys mint. <laughs> I'm like, it's fucking sad because now I can't have any of it. But, this makes me yeah. think of a good certified, not certified. I might do it another week. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Give it the notes. But yeah, massive, massive not certified. Um, last question: wearing socks with your sandals. So when we say sandals, not slides like your old Velcro sandals or your Birkenstocks or your flip flops. Anything except not slides, because I feel like you. Had to wear socks or slides. Yeah, it's yeah. Socks or slides are like more normal. Yeah, more so, normal than not doing it. So certified or not certified, wearing socks with sandals. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the certified. Um, personally, a big sock guy. Yeah, uh, and I, some of the diehards may recall. I think we did uh, sleeping in socks. Uh, that was a pretty young. Uh, not many people agreed with me. I was sort no, of with the there, uh, sleeping in socks. You know, some sort of there was some slander coming my way. One death threat, 
we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, socks, socks and anything is fine by me, so certified there. It's a bit of a criminal offense you're wearing socks in bed, but we'll leave that. Um, I would wear socks, sandals into bed. How about that? I wouldn't. That's just silly. Never bring anything yeah, dirty into bed. Yeah, don't do that. Um, yeah, no, I'm certified as well. Um, I don't know why some people are against it. I just think I think it's a nice, nice, clean look. You know, um, as somebody who's recently purchased some Burks. I had to wear socks a little bit at the start because I had to wear them in. They're quite difficult shoes to wear in. So I was originally wearing some socks in there. And like yourself, I'm a massive sock guy. I don't often like having my having my dogs out. Yeah. So it was a bit new wearing the old um wearing the old books with no socks, getting the old get the toes out there. But um Yeah, no, I'm all for it, eh? It's a nice nice clean look. As long as it's not like I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say there, but like if you've got like black burks and got black socks on, you know, it matches with combo going. Yeah, a white sock with a burk works. Um I think you know, like a, the sandals with like the, the classic um I don't even know what they're called, like the Moses Jesus sort of sandals, you know, you got the strap around your ankle and then the one over like just just back of your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Pair of socks with those goes pretty well. Like it sort of looks like it's pushing the boundaries, but it's a bit stylish, I reckon. Pushing the boundaries, <laughs> pushing the uh, fashion boundaries, if you will. Yeah, I think it's sort of a statement statement piece, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm I think for it, eh? I think we've just entered ourselves into a new category for this podcast. We've had sports, food, and now we're entering to the fashion cycle. So, yeah. I heard That's it is. Right. Um, I heard it is a fashion week somewhere this week or maybe next week. Like a New York Fashion Week, maybe. Maybe we get the producer onto that to come back to us. Maybe we can just have a whole segment next week, um, <laughs> ranking our top five New York Fashion Week outfits. So, top five controversial fits to pull off. Yeah, top five controversial fits. Um, number one, wearing a NBA singlet over a hoodie. <laughs> number two, pajamas in public. <laughs> number two, pajamas in public. There you go. Um. Radio that uh, wraps us up for certified, not certified. I believe we were pretty much the same on everything. Um, shout out to so Jim's let, Mullen. Yeah, shout out Jim's Mullen. Get get at us, please. Uh, so yeah, let us know on the polls how you feel. I think we haven't had a whole lot of controversy on many of our polls. I haven't been overly surprised about many answers. Few people didn't believe in aliens, which I was shocked at. But hey. Um, it was oh, what was there was one like four weeks ago. Remember, I think Ehak oh, might have still been on the pod, so maybe around his last one when we did that special, and all three of us were certified on it with no real like sway. And then we were like in the minority massively in the polls, like it was a seventy five percent uncertified, and us three were all certified. I can't remember what it was though. I remember there was one about walking into a poll. Oh, bro. Yeah, that was real early on, bro. But we were, that was like, everybody was like uncertified on that. Oh, no, it was certified on that. We were in the minority. We were in the minority. Got to pop a bomb into a pole. Yeah, I felt attacked by that one. I I don't remember what this other one was, but it was a surprise. Yeah. Um, Anyway, moving on to the the, uh, really random question of the week. Brought to you by the boys at Antidrip NZ. Um, Hit them up on Instagram. Give them a follow. 
tell them you sent us. Um, every time you tell them that you we sent you, we get our two hundred dollars store credit. So <laughs> we don't, we don't. But hey, we have fun. Um, anyway, really random question: What is one conspiracy theory? So it's kind of like a two-parter, or whatever way you want to take the question. What is one conspiracy theory you believed in slash seems most believable? Where you go? Now, I, I feel like you'll be in the same boat as me here, but do you remember? I don't, I don't remember the exact year, but I'm going to say it was around 2010, 2011. Um, Watch the Throne had just come out. And the Illuminati was at an all-time conspiracy high. Everybody was thinking about it. Everybody was talking about it. People were chucking up the old the triangle that's yeah. on the um, American dollar bill. Um, yeah. It was it was everywhere. I don't I don't know why people thought Kanye and Jay Z were like the leaders of it, just because of like Watch the Throne. Because but, um, that's the that's like the Rockefeller symbol, so that's why everyone like linked it to. Yeah, but why would they be the you know why would they be the leaders and they would be the one like out in it and everything? It was just it was it was so like ingrained and culture and like sport and stuff and um back then i really like dived into it me and dimmy we were like on the internet late nights 2am sort of searching the web try to find stuff out about the illuminati i don't have too much like recognition of like the information and everything i don't know maybe i found out too much and they came and you know mind blank <laughs> me, hit me with the hit me with the men in black sticks um but yeah it was just like fascinating like supposed to be some like organization with like the rich sort of uh rich town folk people that like sort of like linked to like the government or whatever but not quite like up there but they like control who gets into positions of power and all that and yeah it's just yeah, just been to a but now i'm i sort of feel like that not the illuminati is real <laughs> But there are situations or groups similar to it that don't have quite as much power. Um, my belief in that sort of comes from like Jeffrey Epstein's island and his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if it is as many people as everybody sort of like seems to throw names around in here, like it's a pretty big group of powerful people that nobody really knew existed. <laughs> as like a a group so it just makes me think that illuminati easily could be real i just don't think they have you know these like this supposed to, i think there's something they had like ma- magical powers not like real magic but like you know maybe they could like outlive their age and still look young sort of thing yeah real random but that was that was my one i was so I, locked in on it back then eh? i definitely do believe in something like just the the powers that be in hollywood or something you know there's yeah, there's, there's something. There's got to be something there. Um, so for me, um, I have I have two. So I've got one for what I believe is the most believable now, and then for back in the day. So it was, uh, I believe it was second year uni. So I moved out of home. Um, it was in the halls at the time. And I don't know why I got down this path, but I got down a real deep rabbit hole on YouTube. And um, this went from, I was at the library, I was doing doing my like essay and I got sidetracked 
would have been about 7 p.m. at the library. I come home and it lasted till like about 5 a.m. in the morning. So I was in a massive deep dive. <laughs> and I reckon it actually like mentally affected me for a couple of days. Like I was generally just like psychotic about this here. And I got to the point where I generally believed Tupac was still alive. <laughs> so, so like I was doing like I'd been on like research on like YouTube of him and um I can't like I can't remember the island where did they was it like Cuba they're like saying oh he's he's migrated to Cuba he lives in Cuba and like there was all these things about how um when the shooting happened in the car and like how there was like no body there was meant to be like I think he was meant to get like cremated but there was no like I can't even remember it now but fuck I got so so into it and i was like yeah man tupac is still alive like i generally believe it and like like i was telling everybody about it i was like yeah no he's alive and everyone just thought three was hour long youtube videos and you're convinced he's alive man i, I just i watched so many and i think that was when like the play next had like just been introduced on youtube as well so yeah. i was just going and going and going and yeah Never i mean i've probably I was being fed like false information as well. So I was just fucking so invested. Eh? <laughs> you reckon um, conspiracies have like real died off? Like they're not really a thing anymore? Yeah, not as much. I think because it's just so easy to find reliable information now. And people TikTok know how had to find a field day back then. Imagine yeah. the one minute videos going around of conspiracy theories in like 2012. Well, I mean, you think about like that one that was happening in Miami the other day with the aliens. Like I've seen that like. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to our alien footage. It was like hella grainy, so like obviously it's fake. But why the fuck were there hundreds and hundreds of cop cars in a mall? Because they thought it was a shooting. Is that what well, they said they thought it was? Yeah, so they like this is what they said, that some teenagers released fire. I thought they thought it was just a fight. That's what they said, didn't they? Uh, no, there was supposedly the fire, like they released fireworks and it was reported as multiple gunshots like, at a mall. So that's why every cop in fucking Florida looked like they were there. I also, like if there was like more cops than I've seen at like other shootings, though, like yeah, there was a lot. Hey, yeah, it was fucking Jesus. And it was a classic. Just goes um, right back to what you said last week. The only footage of the alien was this like helicopter footage from a bird's eye view of like this grainy ass like object moving. Yeah. We've got um you can imagine all the body cams of the cops. Yeah, like exactly. If that was an alien, you'd have so much footage of it. And there were so many like kids that were like running and stuff. Like they have phones, like yeah. Um but anyway, the one that I now believe in, um, and I saw it kind of recently, and it was an explanation for um oh fuck, what's what's you know how we talk about the missing flight? Yeah. It was an explanation for that. And so the explanation of why it's like why it happened is it was basically the guy went on like a suicide mission. Have you heard about that? No, I'm not really. I was never really that locked in on it when it happened. Um, haven't watched like documentary or anything. So I haven't seen so, anything. Like it basically goes that the, the pilot was going to commit suicide and planned it leading up to it. And I think they'd like found. Uh, he'd been like practicing on like a VR thing or like one of their flight things, and he'd found like a flight path that like gets you undetected, and there was all know, all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of like locked in. I'm like, yeah, that sounds most believable for what happened there. <laughs> so he killed himself and took down the whole plane. 
and made it yeah. disappear. Yeah. That's basically it feels, it. Like it. it feels like it had to be something like that, right? Yeah, that's kind of why Land or Not being my most believable conspiracy is because I think that's, you know, I feel like pilots would be the people to know how to get away from these things. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I want to touch on what Ehaka dropped in the chat there. Not really a conspiracy. What was it? I don't know. But Coney 2012? Like, yeah, what a Coney movement that was. Fuck, that sweat the nation, eh? If you weren't familiar with Coney 2012, it was. He was an African warlord. Well, it was a Coney, Joseph Coney was an African warlord that was like taken over a country. And this group of people started up this organization called like Coney 2012, and they were fundraising to like go into, fuck, was it like Cameroon or something? And what, like, provide relief for like all the um, civilians and like try, yeah, do their best to stop him and all, all this shit. And, what ended up is it, it like took over Facebook massively. It was like pages everywhere, propaganda. Yeah. People started donating. They raised fucking shit tons of money. And then <clears throat> found out that it was all like a big ruse. They were keeping the money for themselves. I think the guy that ran it ended up getting arrested for like masturbating in public or, <laughs> or public like nudity or some shit. It was real dodgy. Eh? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, if you don't know about Coney in 2012, you're definitely living under a rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, I reckon that that like like even like Harambe, like that just yeah. swept the internet. It did. It was yeah, Coney 2012, Harambe. They're on the top five. Definitely on the top five. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, that's a really random question of the week. Brought to you by Anti Drip NZ. Go hit the, go hit the fellas up. Tell them, tell them, tell them the CDB boys sent you. Let them um, know. Let them know. Let's give them a like. Boost yeah, the give them a like. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Give us a like. Give them a like. Yeah. Heck Moving on. Um, what are we hitting here? Yeah, I'm just getting my get me dock up here. The NBA All Star uh, teams. Yeah. NBA All-Star team. So, um, both of us have, well, I hope you have. I have. Uh, have given our All-Star teams. So, I'll just explain the All-Star game briefly to the, to the, to the listeners. For your selections, um, I hope you know this as well, you, your starters, two guards, three front court, and then... Your reserve, reserves, uh, two guards, three front court, and then two wild cards. Kind of, isn't so that, it just seven wild cards these days, or is it? Nah, yeah. Now the format is two guards, three front court, two wild cards. I've done a, I've, yeah, I've just done a four-three split, so like one wild card for each position. Well, there you go. Yeah, now keep, keep, keep it simple. Um. I thought we might just touch on the uh, the fan voting here. So we have. Let me know your thoughts on this. It's a bit we interesting. Western, yeah, Western Conference front court: LeBron James, no surprises. Jokic, no surprises. KD, no real surprises there. I think out, the top five are not really surprised. Are you? Kawhi is like the only one. Like he's good enough, but I just didn't realize Kawhi had that big of a following. 
I was surprised about uh, Singoon being sixth. I didn't realize he had a big following. Yeah, Singoon being sixth is crazy. I mean, it, it takes me back to the year that they changed the rule when Zaza Pachulia almost made it. Oh, I mean, come on, this this is different though. <laughs> Zaza, yeah, no, it is different. But I, I was just going to say, like, like Zaza Pachulia, like everybody in Georgia was voting for him or something, and he had millions of votes. And so apparently maybe everyone Turkey's voting for apparently Turkey's getting getting around him, but I mean they should. He's he's deserving of all star. Zaza was not. And this was yeah. for a starter spot as well, when it was just purely votes. Yeah. Um then Western Conference guards. Um, I'm a little surprised Shay isn't as high than I thought. I thought he would be like a real like I feel like a lot of people that are doing a lot of these TikTok or Twitter votes and all that kind of stuff. It's normally kind of younger crowds. Like I used to do mm. it. I don't really vote now. I used to vote when I was younger. But I just feel like Shay would be the type of guy that a lot of younger people are like really getting behind. Yeah. Some of the votes um sort of that the way they translate, like you would think it's like a young like a big young group is voting for him, but then there's other guys that aren't really voted, like Lamello. He's like massive Massive on like TikTok and like with the younger generation, but it's got fuck all votes. Yeah. But then true. like, yeah, guys like Paul George have like he's seventh, which I mean, it's probably fair to say, but he has like a lot more votes than like Alamello Ball. And as we, yeah. as we know, he's massively popular with the youth, Paul George. Yeah. Um, East. I'm not really surprised. Like Jimmy Butler being fourth, I didn't really know he had that big of a following. Yeah, it's only a million votes. True. Which I mean, compared like he's he's fourth, third has two point nine. So it's it, like it's such a that's, clear top that's, three. That's, yeah, that's really that's true. That's a real massive gap. And it's um, just the names after like Jalen Brown, Chris Dabbs, Bam. Randall surprises me, like because New York hate their own team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mikael Bridges being on the list surprised me at ten, and then so did Demar Derozan being ten on the guards. I just didn't really think they had followers like that. Yeah, usually yeah. the Toronto guys end up on there. Yeah, there's always a big big backing. When yeah, Justin true, no. got all those votes that year for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll crack into our teams. How about we both go? I'll let you go. We'll go our starters for West and East each, and then we'll do our reserves for West and East each. All right. So give us your. I wonder if we have the exact same starters. I reckon. I think we have the exact exact same starters. I don't reckon we will in the West. Are we doing it on what we think? What, how how it should be deserved or what we actually think will happen? What you think sh- it should be. Okay. Well, I'm going to switch two guys based on that. Okay. Um, and it's going to be... So, obviously, Jokic and KD. Um, and I'm going to have AD instead of LeBron. Obviously, LeBron's going to get it, but AD has been the better Laker this year. So, yeah. I'd so, sorry, what, what's, your, what's your front court, sorry? Jokic, KD, and AD. Right. That would be my... I'm saying that... Yeah, no, I'm sticking with that. I'm trying to, like, combine the, like, deserves it and, like, 
I want them there. Plus like the fans want them there sort of thing. Um, and then my guards is going to be Luca and Shea. Right. Pretty runaway. Pretty runaway for me there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought we would have different. So my guards the same. My front court is different. So I have AD and Jokic, but I've actually gone Kawhi as my other starter. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think just kind of like, just pretty much since the James Harden trade and since he's kind of just like become healthier, I've also watched a lot of Clippers games the last two-ish weeks. He just, he just kind of seems a bit more like what he used to be like. And he's just, he's so... He's one of those players that we've talked about before, but when there's one guy that you, you just you feel like they're going to make it at every shot they take, and like when he kind of dribbles in, he's like front of the rim, like free throw line. If he gets yeah. like a pull up there, I just think it's going down every single time. Eh? Yeah, he's money from there. And I just think because they're what they are third. Yeah, the record deserves it. Yeah, so I, I was like, yeah, they just fourth. So I was like, yeah, they deserve a starter. And Kawhi's been balling so. That's where I've gone there. Yeah, he was who I was tossing up with AD. The KD was always locked in for me. I was like, well, LeBron, AD, or Kawhi. It's not really like, you know, we hate the Clippers. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I get like, AD and LeBron have been more influential to the team than Kawhi has to his. So that's that's where I lie on that. Fair. Yeah. Um, your ace starters. My East starters, um, it's, yeah, it's the big three in the front court. Like, there's just no competition. Giannis, yeah. Joel, and Tatum, and then guards. Um, I'm unwilling to say it, but Damian Lillard. Um, yeah. and you got to go Tyrese. I think, even even though this injury may keep me out for a while. What he's done up till now, I think him over Maxi. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, same front court, obviously. Yeah, uh, but my guards, I've gone Tyrese and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Tyrese Halliburton. Um, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. Sorry, yeah, Tyrese Maxi, Tyrese Halliburton, and um, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I've been quite surprised by since kind of when um, Jared Allen went down, even Mobley went down. Then they had Darius Garland go down as well. And just, I think Donovan Mitchell kind of stepped up and like, he looks way more engaged and like looks like I follow him on Instagram and stuff. And he's been like sharing way more about the Cavs. And I don't know. He just seems like more into the team. They've been really good as well. With yeah. just him and Jared Allen. So yeah. Interesting. So uh, yeah, he's, He's been really good. He's averaging like what, like 20, 27 a game. So, I mean, he's going to be that. happy being the, the lead guard with no competition, running yeah. pick and roll with a a very good cutter. Yeah, at all times. Yeah, so it's um, just like U- Utah, but they're a bit younger. Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> is. And a big who can actually like catch the ball and go up with it easier than fucking Rudy Gobert. Could. Yeah, Jared Allen's got a far better offensive game than Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Can Jared Allen can pass as well? He's been real nice lately. Yeah, um, one time All Star Jared Allen. Yeah, one time he was All Star last year, wasn't he? No, two years ago. No, two years because it was in Cleveland. Cleveland. Eh? Yeah, nowhere That's to be right. seen on the the front court list this year. 
No. Is there, there's only one Cavs player. They've got four guys. Two have been All-Stars, not even on the list. And then Evan Mobley, nowhere to be seen either. It's tough. Um, your West Reserves. I'm going to give them to you in the order I think it's most deserving. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was Bron. Uh, that's LeBron, LeBron James. Uh, Kawhi. Um, these are my forwards in like order of the, the way they deserve it. Then, regretfully, Cat, based on record. <laughs> um, then I had Shingun, who's on that that voting list. Plus, he's the Rockets' best player. They've been falling off lately, but still deserves it, in my opinion. Um, is that? I feel like I'm missing a missing a name. I've got numbers beside them. I had. Jokic, who am I? I'm having a mare here. I had Jokic, KD, and AD, and then LeBron. Oh, no, that's right. There's only four. Yeah, LeBron, Kawhi, Shingun, and Kat. Yeah, no, that's correct. Sorry, my math is awful. Uh, and then my guards. I'm leaving Steph off, all right? We can't pencil him in because it's Steph. He's been fucking awful this season to his standard. People keep talking about him like he's been good or having this MVP type year. That needs to calm down. He's there awful. He's playing way below his standard. He's had two games without a three. Like, cancel him. We're having Fox. We're having Ant. And we're having Booker. All right? That's what we're doing. Interesting. I'm, I'm planting the fucking flag on no Steph at the All-Star game. Have that. Very interesting. Have that. Um, also, I really wanted to go Kyrie Irving as well. This has been awesome, but he doesn't play yeah, enough. Yeah, he has been awesome. Um, yep, I've actually uh, done the same thing. I don't have Curry on my list either. Oh, back and praise the Lord. He, um, he's yeah, I've got it written down. He's 20, 26 and a half a game, 44% from the field, still 40% from three. Like, yeah, we get it. Uh, he's actually a minus 1.4 on the season. So, yeah, not great. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, my reserves. I have it written down in uh, guards, forwards, and then my wild cards. Yeah, it's so, probably better than what I did because it was a shit show. <laughs> um, so, my reserve guards, I have Anthony Edwards and uh, Darren Fox. My reserve front court, I have LeBron James, Sabonis, KD. And then my wild cards, I have Shingun and Devin Booker. Uh, I don't feel great about having two Kings players. Yeah, Sabonis is not making the All-Star game. But like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, Cat and Rudy Gobert both deserve it over him. As much as you hate them. Yeah. So bonus like, is, 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 a, is a box score guy. Yeah, I mean, but that's kind of like what an all-star is, though. And then let me also offer you up. I didn't have either of them, obviously. But Brandon Ingram and Zion. The Pelicans 
got to have somebody, right? Yeah. See, I wanted to. So I, I looked at the Pelicans. I was like, man, they need someone, but I don't want to. Like, Brandon Ingram's probably been the best player, but I don't want to put yeah, Brandon Ingram in the All Star game. Couldn't come on here this week and say Brandon Ingram's an All Star after we talked shit about him last week. Yeah, exactly. We, um, yeah, we've, we've built some credibility here on this podcast. We can't just tear it down in seven days. I think, yeah. I don't feel great about having, yeah, the two kings, like I said, but Sabonis is still like 21 and like 13. Like, I don't know. What about yeah, PG? I also thought about Paul George over Sabonis. Well, actually, what if we say, what if Sabonis is it? What if you take away the the bucket? Because Booker, like the Suns don't really deserve two guys. Like the, I thought about that as well, record wise. But Devin Booker is he's he's definitely an all star. I know, I know Devin Booker's an all star. But I think right. he could be the one that you drop. For nah, Zion, I, I, or, well, it's got to be Ingram. It can't be Zion. PG or also Laurie Markinen as of late, but yeah, just doesn't have the, probably doesn't have the uh, games played to be more deserving. If I was dropping somebody from my list, it probably would be Shingun. To be fair, because He's only at like twenty one and eight now, and the Rockets yeah. have been falling as of late. So, for me, it'd be Sabonis and Shingo would be the two to drop. If I was adding adding like a Brand Ingram and maybe like a Laurie Markkinen, like you said, as of late, I think Shingo will make it because fan votes now count towards the bench, right? No, I thought they did. No, nah, benches is always just, coaches and still, players. Is it still just GM voted or no? Yeah. Um, but teams love Shingun though, so he'll probably make it. I don't think anybody likes Sabonis. Yeah, that's fair. It's a real um, prisoner of the moment all star though, so that's why I feel like it's kind of going against Shingun there because he's been dropped off a bit. Um, yeah, so it might help you. It might help like Laurie Markman. Uh, yeah, so your East is one hot week from one of these guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your East reserves. East reserves ahead. Um, Maxi Mitchell and Brunson. And then yep. I have Chris Stapps, Bam, Paolo Banquero, and Julius Randle. Mm. I think it could get a bit, yeah, get a bit spicy here. There's a lot more guys that you could argue here there's a lot more deserving guys in the uh, west a lot more undeserving in the east that's interesting that so i originally penciled in chris Stapps as well um it's because just from watching its wise i feel like he is the second best player yeah like he he just means more to the team you just see when he doesn't play they're just so much worse him and tatum uh, yeah they miss those two when they don't play and chris Stapps yeah. unlocks the other four starters yeah um, in saying that though, I couldn't put him down, and I don't like my answer for that. But uh, my reserves, I have my two guards. So obviously, back uh, my stars were Halliburton and Mitchell. So my backcourt reserves are Tyrese Maxey and Brunson. My frontcourt reserves are Paolo, Bam, and then I've gone Jalen Brown, and I don't feel great about it. <laughs> yeah, but like you look at Chris Stapps, he's only like nineteen and nineteen and seven, I think. Mm. Um, but like whereas you look at Jalen Brown he's actually putting up like all-star numbers and 
I, I think he's the face, and like coaches probably aren't going to do a huge deep dive into it. It's going to be Celtics Brown. It's going to be tough with the Celtics because, like, in reality, they probably deserve four. And can't like, get, can't give them four. Up to like two weeks ago, I probably would have put Derek White in as well, but I feel like he's kind of dropped off a little bit. He has had a pretty average last week, but it's, yeah, All Star and All NBA is different. I yeah. feel like he has more of a case for All NBA than All Star. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then my wild cards are Dame and uh, Trey Young. I reckon Trey Young's going to be a real point of contention for a lot of people because the Hawks are dog shit. <laughs> Trey Young's putting up like he's like thirteen eleven, you know. So it's yeah, it's the numbers. Yeah. So you have six guards. I do have six guards. You're all no, right to do that. No, no, no. Four guards. Yeah. Two starters and four bench. Yeah. So my yeah. two wild cards are both guards. So I've got two guards and then two wild cards, both guards. Who are your three bench forwards? Well, because Jalen Brown's a forward. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So my three my three forwards are Parlo, Bam, and Brown. Oh, so you don't have Randall. No, I don't have Randall. That's just because you hate him. That is pretty much. I mean, I also hate Randall, but Butler probably deserves it, but doesn't play enough. Who? Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't play enough. Yeah. What about all this nonsense about Scotty Barnes being like, everybody's like, oh, he's a lock for um, for (laughs) All-Star. Not even the best player on his own team. See, Arkham's better than him. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, I, somebody, I on about ES- somebody on ESPN did this a while ago, like four weeks. They had Scotty Barnes as their third forward over Jason Tatum. Nice, that's ridiculous. There's an outrageously hot take then as well. Like Jason Tatum sort of cooled off a little bit, but he started the season as an MVP contender. Yeah. No, I, I thought about. Um, Scotty Barnes. I mean, he's like 20, 28 and six. Like, he's somebody who's caught off a little bit as well. But um, I think he's been in Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Probably on the same page right now. Barnes is gonna be better, but yeah. Hey, well, come a long way since uh, Jeff T, Kyle Corver, and Paul Millsap all made all star the same year. <laughs> I I enjoyed that though. I liked, liked it. was an un- unreal all star game. All for, you know board. what they should do is open up a 13th spot for an absolute heat cheap player. So Just like Duncan, shooter, Rob- eh? Duncan Robinson can be on one team. And then I don't know. Who's like the new Carl Corver? Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. Oh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen can be the worst one. Duncan you should Robinson watch an Arby, man. You should watch an Arby. No, um, do you know? Shooter. Do you know Kyle Corver is still ahead of Clay Thompson on most three pointers made in Korea? Wait, is he top five? Didn't Clay just go to six or seven? No, I saw the list today. Dame just went um, into it. Clay's like seventh. He just passed LeBron yesterday. It's wild Clay. that Clay, yeah, passing an active player is wild. So, but I just thought it was interesting that Kyle Corver was still ahead of Clay Thompson. LeBron makes a lot of threes as well. Now at his old age, yeah, yeah you think, yeah, I don't know. 
I always, yeah, those lists are always like real weird because Steph like skews it massively, but then the old guys are still like ahead of these other like snipers. And it just yeah. really puts into perspective how insane Steph is. Yeah. And James Harden. Because James Harden's he two these days or no? Uh I, I I can't remember, but he was he was up there as well. Yeah. I was mainly just looking at Clay and Kyle, um Kyle Corver. I was just I was very, very surprised by that. Kyle Corver doing it for years. Fuck yeah. off Kyle Corver, man. Love Kyle Corver, eh? Really want he like would... a throwback Hawks Kyle Corver singlet. He would be one player I would love to have a you know a retired NBA interview on here, Kyle Corver. Yeah, get Kyle Corver in here, eh? One of the white basketball gods. <laughs> JJ um, they needed JJ needs to get Cole Corver. Yeah, JJ on. needs to get Cole Corver on. That I don't know how a, he hasn't done it. It's a face to face we need. I wonder if they've just had a bit of beef in their past, maybe. Isn't it because Cole Corver's a coach or um front office? Like probably doesn't have the time. That's true. He's not on um, the tour like every other retired player. Nah. You know, bit of a tangent here, but um it's uninterrupted that does all like the podcasts like um Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson's Gilbert Arenas's yeah Paul Pierce and KG's they're all mm-hmm. on uninterrupted eh? yeah yeah just along with those as well you know Demarcus Cousins and Rachel Nichols have a podcast together so I've seen clips of that pop up I didn't know they had a podcast together yeah it's good it's something like Boogie and Rachel what the fuck <laughs> why did they have one together I thought Demarcus still played somewhere, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he does, doesn't he? Doesn't he play in um? Does Mexico have its own league or? Yeah, well, there's somewhere like that, or Puerto Rico or something. Yeah, it was the Puerto Rican league. I'm sure. I'm sure he was playing in it. Yeah, but um, yeah, that Matt, he surprised me as somebody who would want to host a podcast. Doesn't seem like a big talker. No. Yeah, no, also, yeah, anyway. also surprised by that. It's the plug um, there. If you want some NBA podcasts, go listen to those ones. I've got some outrageous stories. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, moving on from our All-Stars, uh, we've got a wee, wee segment here to finish off finish us off on our basketball. Uh, we have underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated. So we have 10 players here. Um, kicking us off. We have uh, Paul George. What do you think? This is a good place to start because <laughs> I think he's got to be one of the most overrated players of all time. Would it be a hot take? I don't even think it's going to be a hot take to say his two best seasons ever were is it 2013 Pacers? Was that the good one? Uh... Or was it 2014? Nah. When was there the one was... he dunked on Chris Anderson? That's the playoff series. That was, I think that was 2013. Yeah. That that Paul George and OKC Paul George. Two best versions of them. But, but they, now... The Pacers had a better team the following year after that playoffs, but they like flopped out. Well, it must be the 2013 version then. Yeah, it's not it's it's ITS, not even numbers. Like if you go look it up, I know he wasn't a, he wasn't a big stats guy then because he was still young. But twenty seven, twenty seventeen is that his OKC? No, twenty nineteen. 
COVID has thrown an absolute spanner in the works. I try it. I think it might be 2018, 2019. Yeah. Clippers started at the same time as COVID. So yeah, 18, 19. Was that the MVP? He was like third in MVP that year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Those two seasons, they're his best, in my opinion. But he gets talked about now as, you know, I know this came from all those videos of uh, these kids saying he's their goat, which mm. is outrageous. And people saying, if you build somebody on 2K, that's who you build, Paul George. If he's this ideal build, why hasn't he ever won anything? Overrated. Um. Yeah, so I was originally going to plant my flag on perfectly rated, but I'm I'm actually going to go uh, underrated on Paul George. Oh, no um, way. I just think there's too many like, like yeah, he hasn't he hasn't won anything, but I don't think you like there's so many players that haven't won things that I think are still like really good players. And the reason I'm saying underrated is because there's that narrative out there, kind of like what you're talking about now, is like you know his whole. I think he's getting lumped into the whole Clippers thing. Like he's been injured, they've never really done anything. Paul George sucks, but I just think like. I don't know, given the chance to show something, I think he will show you. Like, he's just, I don't think he's ever, ever, he's like a glorified fucking role player for the Clippers. Like, they don't use him the right way. Doc Rivers did the same, where he, like, comes off, like, pinned down screens. He's like a catch. He's like, they play him kind of like Clay Thompson. But it's Mm. like, he can do so much more. Like, he's still, like, an absolute elite defender when he locks in. I don't know. I just think, I just think, yeah, he's, I've got nothing to prove it. But a lot of that is due to his personality. Like it's known that he doesn't want to be the alpha. Yeah. But he has an alpha skill set. So it's hard yeah. to I don't he must be a weird person to coach because I think he's got to be the opposite to basically everybody else in the locker room. <laughs> he's got to be the first star that doesn't want to be the guy that's actually yeah. that good, you know. I think I also probably have like a little bit of bias for Paul George, like because I was an Indiana fan. Massive, massive Danny Granger fan. And then when Paul George came on, like hated the Heat and that series that they like took it against him, I was like, man. And he just like came out of nowhere. So I think I've just always kind of got this love for him. We also forget that he fucking severely badly broke his leg. Like his bone was popping yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty yeah, crazy yeah. that he's still kicking around. That's one of the worst NBA injuries ever. Yeah. So, um, RJ Barrett. I I think RJ Barrett is underrated. But, but that is because I think he's severely hated on. Mostly because he was playing for the Knicks. The yeah. standard is just too high. Plus he was a a top draft pick, so it's like there's a lot of expectations and then being on the Knicks it's even bigger. And then he hasn't like lived up to any any real expectations. But personally I feel like he's right where I thought he was gonna be. So that's why I think he's underrated. Never had massive hopes for him. You know, we know you're the Cam British guy. We're all on Cam British to be a better player than RJ Barrett long term. Mm. Obviously missed that one. But this sort of says a lot about British. Uh, sorry, a lot about RJ at the time. There wasn't like massive hopes between us for him. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I Yeah. I don't really think there's more to go. I think, yeah, coming into the draft, I just saw in college he just really struggled from a lot of things that he needed to be good at in the NBA to make him a better player. So that was kind of why I never had high expectations for him. 
Mm. Um, he's a good isolation yeah. scorer. Not a great knockdown three-point shooter, and he's not a great defender, which is two things you need to be good at in the position he was at at the Knicks. Yeah. Whereas at yeah. Toronto, he's, he's starting to flourish because he's got the ball in his hands a little bit more as a as a scorer. Yeah, and being able to run a bit more pick and roll, get him downhill towards the rim has been helping him a lot. Hmm. Maple, what, what's the name? Mumble, Maple Mamba. Maple Mamba. Maple Mamba. Um, Maple Jordan. No, wasn't, wasn't Maple Jordan Andrew Wiggins? Ah, yeah, he was Maple Jordan. <laughs> Maple down. Um, Those nicknames did he go. They don't deserve them. <laughs> number number three, Darius Garland. Sit on perfectly rated, I think. I feel like a lot of people think he's overrated because he was an all-star that time and he hasn't really done much since. But that's because he's gone into a more true point guard role playing with Donovan Mitchell. Um, and they're sort of trying to grow grow the team around Mitchell's scoring um, and not as much around Garland as like the, the lead. Uh, but I still think he's an excellent point guard. So I think he is properly rated. Maybe leaning underrated. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go underrated. Um, I reckon he can do way more than he's allowed to do. And you see like more of a true point guard. I think not even that because he doesn't. He still doesn't have the ball enough. Like, I don't know. I just think there was that the year that the Cleveland they made the playoffs uh, before Mitchell got there. Yeah, they made the playoffs, didn't they? Yeah, two uh, twenty sorry twenty twenty two playoffs, and they got smoked. And just Darius Garland kind of struggled a bit, and it's because he the Cavs like sucked roster wise around him. Mm. But um. I, I reckon he could easily be like a like a twenty like twenty five and like eleven kind of guy. So I actually, think they he's... didn't they didn't make it that year. Did, did they have a wild? Um, no, they didn't have it in season. What is it? Play in tournament then? Yeah, they did. They did. Um, did they make the play in tournament? So let me just let me bring it up. I'm uh, sure they like had some playoff thing. And that was when Darius Garner really struggled. I'm trying to look at this. 21-22 is when we're talking. Yeah, they were 44 and 38. I think they must have lost the play-in. Man, 44 uh, and 38 and they didn't make the playoffs in the East. Yeah, they were... What is that? That's four, five, six, seven. They were the eighth seed. And the Hawks made the playoffs, so they lost to the Hawks in the first game. Right. Ah, that no, they would have lost to the Nets, and then lost to the Hawks. The way that works. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. He, he, that's when he did struggle a bit. But yeah, I I I part my flag on <clears throat> underrated for Darius Garland. Um, mixed up, J Dub, J Williams, the wing in Oklahoma. I'm a massive fan of him, so I'm underrated. Yeah, he is getting pretty hyped up in certain. Uh, media outlets but not all um but i also think it's for the wrong reasons his end of game uh playmaking and like shot selection has taken a massive jump that i don't think anybody expected to happen um 
and it's real like similar to Shay's, just without the footwork, more of like the upper body. I'd, I'd say more similar to Paul George. Get into get into the defender, step back, yeah. Yeah. use your your big upper body, your big shoulders to get up over people. Um, yeah. He's a bit undersized compared to Paul George, but yeah, real similar sort of in the game uh, playmaking. I would I would say, and I like what I see from him. So yeah, underrated. Yeah. I'm I'm underrated on him as well. Just pretty much exactly what you're just saying. Like his just his shot creation, like his especially in like the kind of high post towards the baseline, he like gets into them and shoots like a like a fadeaway mid range jumper. Like yeah. fuck it, cash. Yeah, I have a note on them specifically. Uh, it was the OKC game. I uh, say OKC comeback uh, overtime win against Golden State. Uh, back on December 9th, they were they went to 14 and 7 at the time. They've gone what since then? Um, 27 and 11 now. So since that game, they've gone 13 and 4 after a, a big um, overtime win against them. And that was massively in part to J Dub. Uh, they were dealing to shape pretty pretty well um and j-dub was just like sort of seeing him off he was going getting into his as we um free throw line pull up and he just like carried them into overtime and that's, that's what made me put that note down at that time i was just like this is going to be like a catalyst for this team and you know I sort of took my own horn on that standing sort of show that it has been and i think that was the game that sort of unlocked a lot for them yeah um, that was the first time I really saw what J-Dub could do late in the game. So it's a killer tandem, those two, him and Shay. Yeah, they really are. I agree. <clears throat> uh, what, next the up, Haw- what the Hawks thought they had. Yeah, yes. <laughs> next up, Anthony Edwards. I almost want to say overrated. Wow. But, I feel, but I'm going to go with perfectly rated. It just He's very overhyped by some, I want to say ESPN. But more like the real, the realist sort of people know um, the stardom hasn't reached full, full effect yet. Like Man, still I feel more like to I don't come. see ESPN talk about him much though. Yeah, really. I'm planting my flag on underrated because I don't see enough Andy was content out there. I think we're we're too busy hyping up all these other people to be the next star. Like you see so much Victor Wembanyama and all this kind of stuff, and I mean like Victor Wembanyama, I get it. But there's so much hype about a lot of young people. But I think, like, Anthony was his, what, he's 22? Yeah, he's, and he's already such a professional. Like, and they are first first in the West. Yeah. First in the Second West, and he, he's their only go-to guy offensively. Like, Kat, I mean, Cat, Cat, yeah, like, he's 19 a game, so actually that's not fair. But Cat only 19 a game. He might be now. He might be about 20. He's around, he's around that. I wouldn't that's say great. he's any higher than... I'm sure he's like 22 again. Is he? But, um, I just yeah i i don't I just don't I feel like I don't see enough about Anthony Edwards, and I'm all here for it. I just think he's he's the next great. So 22 again, 21.7. There you go. Ah, oh, there you go. I just it is underwhelming for who he is though. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's some plump flag on Ant being underrated. Um. Next up, AD, Anthony Davis. I'm always going to go underrated, but he 
this goes back to the fucking New York thing. It's the same as the Lakers. They're so massively scrutinized by the media. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this before, what AD does on the defensive end, rebounding the ball, um, playing help D. He can't give you 30 and 15 every night like he did at the Pelicans. He was, there was no emphasis on him to play defense like he does for the Lakers back then. Yeah. Um, you know, when guys play D like that, they can't score crazy numbers. And what, like, I said he was poor yesterday, still had a triple-double, shot awfully. Um, you said it was largely in part to the way Utah defended him. They have a lot of big bodies to throw at him, to be fair. Um, so, And the other guys, without LeBron playing, can't sort of get him into the real easy shot um, positions that he wants to get into. So it was harder work from him. Um, what he did passing the ball was was good. So, but I, Yeah, I think he's still underrated. Yeah, I mean, I... I would have said underrated maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I think just in the last few weeks, I think he's finally starting to get a lot of a lot of love for how he's been playing. So I kind of float between the underrated, perfect rated at the moment. Um, but anytime people start hating on him and they start being like, "Oh yeah, he's easily way out of the top ten players in the league," and like you know, he might not be in the top ten, but people are like, "Oh yeah, we're not even considering him." Like I just think he's always going to be like around that. I think yeah, there's an argument to be anywhere between 8 and 12 for yeah. him. And if people are going to go and say, nah, not even close, like, yeah. Yeah. Then I'd, it's yeah, real nitpicky. Really like, it's, it, yeah, it's... Like, if somebody's saying he's 14th, I'm going to say that's underrating him. If you're saying he's 12th, I'll say perfectly. If you're saying he's, like, 6th, I'll say overrated. Like, yeah. it's real real slim margins on a superstar like that. Yeah, now it is. Um, next up, Darren Fox. He's underrated. And I agree. This goes back to the, the Steph not making the all-star point. Is People are just penciling in Steph like Darren Fox doesn't exist. Mm. So I think if Steph makes it, I think Fox will be the one that probably misses out. Um, Fuck it. Well, it'll be him or Booker because it's not going to be... Yeah. It's not going to be any of the others, is it? Um, and I just think Booker's... For the same reason as Steph is just going to get it on who he is, bigger name, bigger market. Um, but I think Fox deserves it over Steph, and he's just underrated. Like he's so clutch. Um, yeah. He's massively improved his game. I think a lot of people still think he is what he used to be, which was a pretty low efficient scorer. Um, couldn't really shoot the ball. Not a good playmaker, but now he's in a real good system with. Um, him and Sabonis worked real well. It was one one five tandem. Mm. But yeah, he's underrated. One of the bigger yeah. underrated players in the league for me. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Everything you've said, yeah, I think he is um, very underrated. And I think by him being left off the All Star game and Curry being ahead of him, then that will just really prove that. That'll fire uh, a few people up, I reckon. That'll fire me up. Love Darren yeah. Fox. I always love a um, a snub that like gets people talking about changes. That could be one of them, I reckon. Yeah, especially if uh, like Trey makes the All Star game. I know they're different conferences, but that that'll bring back the discussion of dropping conferences from the All Star game. I reckon. Trey Trey making it would make you think they'll drop conferences. I, Trey has an All Star. That was fucking twenty nine eleven. Like, yeah, but he's like on a, they have a losing record. I mean, the All Star, like, no one cares about losing, winning the All Star game, though. Yeah, no. 
I just think that's the sort of thing that'll that'll uh, grow that discussion again. Yeah. Next up, Jalen Brown. Man, definitely overrated for his contract. His contract's overrated. You're not the best player in the league, so why he paid like the best player in the league? Yeah. Um, I get it's what they had to do. I'm just not like I'm not a big Jalen Brown fan. It's just underwhelming to me. Sort of yeah. like Brandon Ingram, like exact yeah. same boat. I'll just yeah. There's not much to it for me, but I'll I'll plant on overrated. I agree. Even though I had him all star team, and that like I didn't feel great about putting him there, but that kind of goes with what I'm saying. Overrated. I said to you boys in the group chat, um, in relation to Brown's contract, I said I think there should be a catalyst that you can't sign a contract that's over thirty million if you can't use your opposite hand. Um, I was watching them play Minnesota and fuck, there was so many times they'll make him go left and he's like, yeah, crossover left, I'm going to drive. He got stripped so many times going left, it was unreal. Mm. That's, so, I don't know that how he doesn't have a left hand, eh? It's ridiculous. Especially after all the like criticism of it. Yeah. Um, Next up, Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, I reckon, is overrated. I put him on this list because... I just wanted to put it out there that he's overrated. I agree. Now, with with him, I think he came on quite hot when Memphis were good. Uh, they were better two years ago, weren't they? When they like the second seed two years ago? Oh, they were second seed last year. Yeah, last year they were really good. And that was, was when Jar was out, injured. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a lot of calls for Desmond Bain, like, oh, look, you know, he was... Second round pick, and he's doing all this. Rah, rah, rah. I think, I think this season's really kind of shown you like he just can't, he's nowhere near being your one. And I don't really think he's a number two either. So I think he's like a glorified three or four on a good team. But dare I say, people, Zach Levine vibes? Zach Levine vibes. I think he, nah, I wouldn't put him there. I reckon he contributes to winning better than Zach Levine does. But if he yeah. was the number one guy, then it probably actually would be like Zach Levine. So, mm. um, yeah, he's, I, think, uh, he's, I just reckon he's he's overhyped. He yeah. doesn't like. Uh, it's very hard to explain for me. It's just like no, a, I get it's you. Like I, a vibe. It's a vibe. I get you. No, I'm I'm glad you put him on that list because I I I think he is very overrated as well. So, I don't think he's a bad player. No, nah. he's he's putting an echelon above where he is. Is the issue? Yeah. Yeah, like he's he gets thrown around. Like I think last year there was like a lot of calls for all star snub. It was like eh, it's not, it's not like he it's not an all star snub. No, nah. you know, he's he's the tear down. It's fine. It's all good. He can beat there. I completely agree. Last he's one on the list. Put, some people put too much respect on our buckets. I'll say that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Last one on the list. Jamal Murray. This I'm interested to see here. where you go here. Yeah, this is another one I put here. Um, because I feel like a lot of people think he is incredibly underrated. But I think he's actually perfectly rated. Um, okay. I have absolutely no idea how he would do. Is it, I wouldn't want him as my number one. He is definitely the perfect two, but I don't know how he would go as a two with another person that isn't Jokic as his one. 
that makes sense. Yeah. I just think that's such a perfect combo. It elevates him massively. Um, so I think he's perfectly rated because he's, he's, he's proven it in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, You've made, I get what you're saying, but I, yeah, I think kind of along what you're saying, I reckon it's basically the same argument. So I think you can go either way, but I have him more just underrated because I think like he, he you know, won, won a title. Obviously, yeah. Jokic is the best player. <laughs> But I just, I kind of, when I talk about overrated, underrated, I always kind of think about, I look at how players are talked about and how often they're talked about, kind of things like that. And I just feel like you never really hear much about Jamal Murray. But mm. you just you just saw, like, even in the bubble that year, he was unreal. Last year for Denver, he was just unreal. Like, his his bucket getting is, like, pretty unmatched. So, um, He's done yeah, on I'm, stage. I'm fine with him being perfectly rated. I'd get, I'd get fired up if somebody said he was overrated. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm not sure I said this on the podcast or to even you in um, general, but I remember describing Jamal Murray as at, when it's all said and done at the end of his career and time has passed, I think we'll look back and say he's the best player who never made an All-Star game. Man. Because he hasn't made one now. He's already in the argument for it. But I don't think he ever will make one either. It's just too too competitive. I reckon you could be right. It's a good call there. I don't think he probably ever will make one. Cause who was it like kind of people were throwing around like Mike Conley for that, weren't they? Yeah, Lamar Odom. Um oh, Lamar Odom. That's criminal. Another, oh, Josh Smith used to be thrown out a lot, yeah, but Josh looking Smith. back on it, he's he's definitely not like I wouldn't put that title on him. I bet he, um, he should have been an all-star, though. Like, that's unreal yeah. that he was never an all-star. Yeah, that's funny. But, like, yeah, when you look back on it, you'd be like, fuck, Jamal Murray's way more deserving of an all-star than Josh Smith. <laughs> yeah, but I that that, early, that that period where Josh Smith was playing, the NBA was in a real weird time. Yeah, all about the context. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's heaps of guys that will be an all-star that don't deserve it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they deserve it at the time, but compared to somebody else, now. That's that's how I think Jamal Murray's career will shape out. But in saying that, he's probably underrated because definitely deserves to be an all star. But that hasn't happened yet. So that's definitely a real underrated. turn the TikTok camera moment on there. <laughs> I love that's a really good call. When it's all said and done, he'll be the player that we looked at as the best team making all star game. Great call, Ad. Well done. I don't want to. I don't want to be saying that in, in fifteen years' time. I would no, like I just think you look at a few. If he hasn't made it and he's not even considered for it this year, I can't really see him being ever considered for it. So, yeah. especially in the West, if he had a healthy season, like he's been in and out again this year, yeah. um, they're sort of they've like taken the foot off the pedal. Um, they've said yeah. it themselves. If he had a season where he started first forty-two games, averaging like 25, 26, 27 a game, then I think he would make it. If he was doing that, the Nuggets would be like fucking. 40, 40 and two probably, yeah, <laughs> something something like that. They're obviously trying hard, so yeah, yeah. That's no fair enough. Um, that wraps us up. Could we could we uh, point of discussion there? It's a few differences. Yeah. So that's that's nice. Um, for the listeners, let us let us know how you feel. Might have chucked that up on the gram. Yeah, we could do a wee poll for that as well. Hundreds of poll. I'll get under that. It's a good poll, that. 
right. that leads us into the quiz. Yep. You know, we've tried this back-to-back weeks. Um, <laughs> a week quiz for both of us to do. But we've, we've reverted. I've got one for you. Um, I'll bring it up here. That looks so weird like that. Um, <laughs> it looks so random. Can you even does that? Can you even see that? Or is it uh, too? No, it's very small. It's tough. Yet technical difficulties here. How do I? Can I make us not not vertical here? Oh, <laughs> or I might have to go. Uh, anyway, the quizzes are titled "Top Two, but not one. Uh, and then it's name every second pick in the NBA draft between nineteen ninety four and two thousand and twenty four. Um, and what I've got. These lists here, it's gonna be hard for you to see though. That's the issue. Oh, um, I've zoomed in my um, my chrome so I can see it quite well now. I zoomed in a bit there as well, but I don't want to do that. No, I can see it pretty yeah. well. Yeah, so what I've got here, we've got the year, we've got the team that drafted them, um, and then the name of the player is blanked out in. And if you can see here, there is team names that are highlighted in gold. Those teams, yeah, those teams drafted and then traded on draft night. Um, and then there's some here in purple, some on the other page, a couple of the older ones. They are fucking hard. Like players you may not have even heard of hard. Right. So. I reckon um, I might do pretty well at this. If if we get to there, I don't. We'll play. We'll play five, five strikes, um, just so you can throw some names out there and not be overly penalised. You know. Yeah. So floor is yours. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah, just give me the year and who it is. Basically, you don't have to go in order, but probably easier to work backwards, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll go 2023, uh, Brennan Miller. Yep. 2022, uh, Chet. Yep. 2021, Jalen Green. No. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Thought it was Jabari Smith. (laughs) Um, 2020, Wiseman. Yep. COVID year, awful pick. 2019, Jar. Yep. <clears throat> Just on that, real quick. You think it's mental to think that Jar and James Wiseman are only one year apart in their NBA careers? Yeah, really is. <clears throat> Feels so wrong. 2017, Lakers, Lonzo. Yeah, I'm struggling on the Kings. Oh, Kings, Marvin Bagley, 2018, yeah. Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley, legendary fumble at number two. Head of Luca, unreal. Um, 
Passed three on. Lakers picks in a row here. Passed, passed on Trey, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Luka Doncic. The Kings did there. That's so tough. I didn't mind Aiton being one. Like, now, nah. yeah, obviously it's stupid. But, like, at the time, it was all good. But Bagley being two, that was just dumb. Um, Fuck, I know the two picks for Lakers. I can't remember the year. Who was who went first? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize they had back-to-back-to-back second picks until I did this. Oh, I can remember now. Yeah, 2016, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. 2015, D'Lo, because that was the first time in my Lakers fandom that we've had an early pick, and I was so hyped about them getting D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that was a good pick at the time. Comparing him, people were comparing him to James Harden, if you remember. <laughs> yeah, before James Harden really became James Harden. Or, what? yeah, um, it was like early, early James Harden. Just, just, yeah, just his like liftiness and like combo guardness, that's why. Yeah. Um, Bucks. Jabari Parker, 2014. I believe so. Yeah. I believed he should have gone first. I was a big Jabari Parker fan. At the time. Um, man, I have a name here, but I thought this guy was like a seventh pick. Talk to me. Who are you thinking? 2013, Vic Oladipo? It is Vic Oladipo. Why did I Magic think he was like... Magic selected him at two? If you didn't have the team name, I wouldn't have got that. I don't know if you were going to think that he was drafted there. I just, oh, I knew he was a 2013 draft. I just thought he was like a, like a six to eight, that range pick. That was where like Mac, Macklemore, Macklemore, whatever, Ben Macklemore and Newlands Noel like yeah. out of there. Remember? And they were like projected one and two. Yeah. I was a big, big fan of Ben Macklemore. Um, man, I reckon this is easier than number one pick, so, well, so far. Uh, 2012. <laughs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yep. I made the bar real long because I had to narrow it down to MKG. I was like, if I made the bar real short, you'd be like, ah, Michael Kidd Gilchrist's name won't fit there. Um, This one here, shout out to 2K. 2011 T-Wall's Derek Williams. Unreal. What a pull. That, that um, I thought might be the, I thought Victor might be the first hard one. Derek Williams, I thought would be like the first real hard one. I, I honestly wouldn't have got Victor Oladipo if you didn't have Magic. Um, yeah. It, was too, it would be too hard if you did it the other way, if you didn't have the team names. Okay. We're going to struggle here. 2010, I'm not sure. 2009, Grizzlies was Hasim um, to beat. Yep, it was. I actually looked him up. He's still playing professionally. Is he? Yeah. Damn. He was one of those guys I just thought just was big but didn't just didn't like the game. Yeah, it didn't really make sense at the time. It was he was just an elite rim protector in college. Two thousand seven, KD. Yep, it's Sonic. funny because I I was like, oh, two thousand seven. Who was the second pick? Just thinking, KD was one. Yeah, Greg Oden. Greg Oden was one, of course. Um, I don't even I know remember who the seventy sixes one is. I know who 2006 is because I know he was a draft uh, draft night trade. 
Um, so Lamarcus Aldridge. Yep. I don't know. Two thousand eight, two thousand ten. I might have to come back to those. Two thousand five Hawks. Mm, not sure. Two thousand four Emac Okavor. Yeah. Because we talked about this on the podcast. He was traded. Um, oh, so this was the Bobcats the year they entered the league. They got given the fourth pick. Um, the Clippers had two. Before the draft happened, they traded the picks, and I don't know what else was in there. The Bobcat, Bobcats ended up taking a Mekarog for it too. Sean Livingston went four. Damn. Neither of them turned out to be all-stars. Both were, like, insane in high school. I think they both came directly from high school. Yeah. Oh, did Mekarog four go to UConn? No, Mekarog four came straight from college, uh, from high school, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he did. Um, 2003 Pistons, this is easy. Um, Darko Milicic. One of the biggest busts of all history. <laughs> all history? All time? Yeah, easily of all time. Over Mallow and Wade? Yeah, that's unreal, eh? Um, fuck, I don't know the Bulls, Clippers, or Grizzlies. Let me go back to... Oh, Heat, um, uh, fucking, uh, 2008, Michael Beasley. Yeah. One of the greatest college players of all time. Fuck, the Sixers, man. Who the hell are the Sixers team 2010? Sixers, I don't actually know who it is, but when you say it, I'll know. I don't know. Who was the 2010? Oh, fuck. Oh, was no, that, I know. Um, what it is. I know. What yeah, it is. was that? Uh, that was the Evan Turner year, wasn't it? It's Evan Turner, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many? Um, Wesley Johnson? Yeah. God, I don't think I'm going to. Oh, bro. Bulls, 2002. Or was he the Clippers? I think, I think it's the Clippers if you're thinking of who I think you're thinking of. You got five yeah. lives here. You can never rip. He was traded. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2002. No, I'll go 2001. 2001, Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Right. 2002. Traded to the Bulls. Drafted by the Clippers. Uh, no, I don't think I've got to do... I don't think I've got to do any of those three. Um, Hang on. Let me, let me just throw out some names. Bulls. No, I won't be able to do it. No. <laughs> I can give you some hints. We'll go through these, see if you can hit these. Give you some hints. Um, these are fucking hard. <laughs> uh, oh, was the Grizzlies pick traded 99? Was that traded to the Timberwolves? No. Not who I'm thinking of then. Who are you thinking of? Who was the guard that played with KG? Sam Cassell. Nah. Uh, it's Stephen the hot head. Oh, fuck. That's not who I'm thinking of. But you've given it's me Charles the name. No, nah, you've given me the name though. Steve Francis. It is Steve Francis. 
How'd you get Steve Francis from Stephen Marbury? Because that was how I was thinking of, and then you said Stephen, like Stephen Marbury, and it just kind of gave it to me. Uh-huh. Um, franchise, man. 1997. Impossible. 97. Oh, is it? It'd be the hardest one on here. I was just looking at the name. Grizzlies. Uh, Is a Grizzlies legend? Who? 98 Grizzlies is a Grizzlies legend. Mike Bibby? Mike Bibby. I was going to give you another hint to say it was a white guy because I thought they wouldn't give too much away because most uh, Memphis legends from those days are white. Mike Miller. Yeah. No, I wanted to say fucking... Um, I was going to say Pau Gasol there. <laughs> um, that's way too Mavericks, early. you should get. I think he's a top 75 all-time player, Mavericks. Um... Oh, uh, was that Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd. Was Steve Nash also in that draft? No, nah, he was the to... he was the '96 draft. Oh, with Kobe. No, yeah, he was Kobe's draft, I believe. They got traded for each other, though. Right? Nash. And oh, Kidd, Kidd and Kidd and Nash. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was saying Kobe and thing. I was like, what? Um, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to do 96 some... Vince Carter. Nah, 96. Well, did not mean to do that. Did you even say that? I saw a in. Uh, I think he was and... trade like that Clippers player was traded to the Denver Nuggets. I'm pretty sure played with like the, the mellow team. In saying that, 96 and 95 both played on the early days Denver Nuggets Mallow teams. A-N. Yeah. Oh, bro, if, I know who the Raptors You had, you had NBA Live 05, surely. Um, ugliest jump shot in the world. Played the Rockets as well. Ma- uh, Marcus nah. Camby. Oh, Marcus Camby, yeah. Marcus Camby, he's 96. Free throw. He had that real like stiff like free throw. I don't I, I don't remember his, his uh, free throw shooting. I just remember he was an unreal defender. Fuck it, that was a good hint. Played Mallow. Clippers pick. I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm just trying to think of AN. Before like Nene and Kenya Martin, Marcus yeah. Camby and this guy were the four and five. Oh bro. Um and uh in Antonio 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 Dice? McDice. McDice. Yeah. Um seventy sixes is like a Hall of Fame white bust. Did he play for the Mavs? Are you thinking is of Ray for Friends? No, nah, the guy Trace McGrady dunked on. Was that not Ray for Friends? I don't think no. so. Was that Sean Bradley? Sean Bradley. That's it's not Sean Bradley. It's it's similar to a Rafe LaFrentz. We double barrel last name like that. Man. I don't have like I'm blank on that fully. If I said Keith. Nah. 
Uh, Keith Van Horn. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that, <laughs> That's fully that was hard, bro. Um, Hawks, Hawks, Bulls, Grizzlies. Hawks was like a swing man, came straight out of high school. Never. Uh, he, he was in the NBA for ages, but never um, amounted to anything. Played for the Hawks most of his career. Bet for the Hornets. Oh, bro, does he look like Dwayne Bacon? Um, exactly like Dwayne Bacon. Fuck, I know the one. Stretch four, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Marvin Williams. That's the one. Um, yeah, 2005, second pick. Unreal. Oh, yeah, he was like the next, like, I was going to say next LeBron, but only two years later, like it was generational talent out of high school. Never amounted to anything. Um, Bulls, I think only played like two years in the NBA, then retired medically. Oh, bro. Um, Duke Legend, eh? Yeah. Uh, Jay Williams. Yeah. Motorbike crash. Motorbike crash. 2000 Grizzlies, one of the greatest dunkers of the era. Um I kind of want to say he played in the NBL, but that could be completely false. My NBL knowledge from back then was terrible. Greatest dunkers. I also feel like he might be in the big three. Ice Cube's big three. Yeah. I'm sure he was in dunk contests, but he was never like an all-star. Definitely a bust for the number two pick. Bounced around for a while. Probably had a bit of a bad boy reputation. Really blank, I? Um, pro- I'd say pretty famously known for the Grizzlies. I don't really I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't really know much Grizzlies from back in the day. Eh? Stromile Swift. Oh, bro. I feel like he was a guy you used to use on like NBA Live and 2K. You always yeah. pick him up in like a franchise mode. Good athleticism. Yeah, yeah big body. I think the dunk, um, being a dunker kind of threw me off. I was going to look if he did play in the NBA, uh, the NBL. Um, that is That does round out the quiz, though. Sort of made the, uh, the strikes pretty redundant. Just a walk down memory lane, really that to be honest i think yeah with with this kind of thing especially back in the day as i don't think i'd use many strikes i didn't know a whole lot of players like a lot of the guys on there i think the number two pick i reckon it is easier than number one because there's just you often i don't know you just often hear about number two picks that are really good or not good yeah man not saying anything about the nbl or the big three. Um, <laughs> I could be completely wrong. Happens to the best of us. Wait, what are the New Orleans Gators? Gators? Global Mixed Gender Basketball League. What the fuck? And what, Stromal Smith plays in that? He played in it in 2017. That's a topic for next week. The Global Mixed Gender Basketball League. He played That's for the Gators. Gators. Yeah. That's anyway, that quiz just uh is completely that meme. It's like, what do guys talk about when they hang out? Just 
<laughs> no two old, old sports players' names for three hours. And that's it. I reckon that's yeah. That kind of those kind of conversations really helped me in that quiz. Mm. Turns out my no, niche well. number two picks, eh? Yeah, I thought you'd you'd struggle with it because you always say you're you're pretty forgetful of like the older guys. And that two thousands era was very forgetful. Yeah, I just I have like I have a, a pretty good knowledge of the two thousand era, but it's just real random things that I have a lot of knowledge on. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tracy McGrady and Tyson Chandler being traded on draft night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they're yeah. pretty, yeah. That's pretty common knowledge, I guess, for serious NBA fans. But Yeah. Anywho, good to be back on the quiz. Good to be back on the mic. Anything to I'll plug? Finally, I'll finally have one for you next week. Oh, how good. Plug the TikTok. What are we on TikTok? At Certified Bucket Boys. Watch us on there. Yeah, at Certified Bucket Boys on Instagram. Um, merch coming soon. <laughs> Not. Um, <laughs> yeah, big shout out to everybody that's going to be listening to this because it's twenty, so it'll be on the homepage. Uh, please stick around for week twenty-one and further. We love you so much if you do so. Um, probably room here for a Josh shout out as well. Another shout out to Josh. <laughs> uh, it's just a thing these days, but anyway. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Kakite.